What's up, what's up, what's up, teammates? Michael from Winning to Wealth here from Money Talk Monday number 34. And this week, I want to share some tips for the 30 plus million Americans that have recently lost the $600 per week enhanced unemployment benefit. Let's talk about it. start off with something a little obvious. The first thing you need to realize if you've recently lost a $600 per week benefit is that you're probably still eligible to receive your state's standard unemployment benefit. Now, I know for a lot of you, this isn't going to be enough to cover all of your essential expenses. However, this does give you a little something. And the good news is that back when the CARES Act was passed, the federal government not only provided the extra $600 per week, But they also extended the unemployment timeline by 13 weeks. Now, what this means is if your state's standard length that they'll provide unemployment in a normal time is 26 weeks, that's now been ramped up to 39 weeks, which is a positive as more and more people are filing for unemployment each and every month. But again, like I said, I know for a lot of y'all out there, there are concerns about your ability to pay your bills and feed your family. So now I want to transition and kind of talk about a few things that you can and should be doing right now to minimize the impact of it and kind of close that gap between your essential expenses and whatever income you do have coming in. Now, the first thing you need to do if you've lost the $600 benefit is a quick budget review. If you've been living on a monthly spending plan, you can just review the spending plan that you've already had set up. However, if you haven't been living on a spending plan, what you're going to need to do is print out a copy of your last bank statement. After that, then it's time to list out all of the income that you project you're going to earn for the next month. This includes the standard unemployment, any side hustle income, maybe you get alimony, child support, whatever. From there, you're going to highlight all of your essential expenses that are shown on the bank statement. And by essential, I mean things that you need to survive. So for example, things that have to do with your transportation, all of your food needs, and everything to do with your housing setup. So like your mortgage or your rent, your electricity, your water, natural gas, internet. Yes, I consider internet an essential in today's age, especially when that's really the only way you can have a job. But everything surrounding your housing, your food, your transportation, you need to make sure those things are taken care of. Now, once you have all of those things highlighted, you're going to add up your essential expenses. So add the total of them, and then you're going to subtract that amount from the income that you've already listed out. What this is going to do is let you know whether or not you have a surplus or a deficit when it comes to your essentials. So if you have a surplus, surprise, surprise, you are in great shape. But if somehow you have found that you have a deficit, this spending plan review is going to let you know how much of a deficit you have so that you can work on closing that gap. So if you lay out your income and you lay out your expenses and your expenses are $500 more than your income, well, now you know what you have to do every single month, what you need to come up with every single month. So that's the first step. Really sit down, do a quick budget review, get clear on your starting point. Now, if you found that you have a deficit, 
The very next thing you should consider doing is lowering your expenses, especially if you haven't done this in any point because you've been living on the $600 a week. So maybe you've been like me and you kept paying your rent or your mortgage while you were receiving the extra $600. Now could be a great time to reach out to your landlord or your mortgage lender for some assistance. Another way you can save some money quickly is by getting a brand new quote for your homeowners and auto insurance. My wife and I did this. We saved about $70 a month. And another thing we did, I also called to cancel my plan with my internet service provider because I found a better rate with somebody else and they didn't want me to cancel. They ended up dropping my bill down like 20 bucks a month. So what you need to do is make it your mission to find as much money as you can by just simply making phone calls and asking for discounts at people you already pay or by shopping with other providers for those same services or again, by calling and asking, hey, what can you do to help me? I'm falling on hard times. This is what my budget is. I'm $500 short every month. What is your company doing to help people in this situation right now? The third thing you need to do once you've lost the $600 per week is be open to accepting help from other charities. So if you're still operating at a deficit after you've done the budget review and you've lowered some of your essential monthly expenses, it's time to look for some helpful resources. Now, if you live near a food bank, this could be an excellent source of help. And if you don't live near a major food bank, you can head to this site that I found, whyhunger.org, to search for food pantries or meal sites in your area. I'm going to link to that in the show notes, so definitely be sure to look in the episode description for the show notes if that's something that you're needing. But it's whyhunger.org, and they list all the places where you can find food and things like that. So be on the lookout for those types of things and because that stuff can really help you close some of that gap that you're experiencing as a result of losing the enhanced unemployment benefit. Whatever you do, though, please don't be ashamed to do whatever it is that you need to do to take care of your family. These organizations are out there and they exist to help. So allow yourself to be helped if you have a real pressing need right now. Now, the fourth option you have is to come up with ways to increase your income. Now, I'll be honest here. I almost didn't include this because the truth is we're living in a pandemic right now and you shouldn't even have to choose between risking your life and feeding your family. But hey, that's where we are. So here it is. So if you feel inclined to do that and if you feel like you can safely do so, definitely look for ways that you can increase your income. I personally know people who have taken on food delivery gigs Other people have accepted positions at like grocery stores and other places that are needing help right now. And I know we have personally made hundreds of dollars, closing in on a thousand dollars just in a couple weeks, going around our house, selling things that we don't use or that we don't need at all. So be open to that. But again, hear me very clearly. I cannot stress this enough. Do not, do not Put your life and your long-term health at risk if you do not have to. This is not me trying to press you to get out and make money, but rather just me presenting an option that you can weigh the pros and cons for um, for yourself if you're in a tough financial spot and you can't really see your way out of it. So again, if you feel like it's safe and you want to take that risk, feel free, find some ways to increase your income. The very next thing that you can do is tap into your savings. 
I know that using your emergency fund can be rough. I get it. You put all that work in to save the money and now you're watching it dwindle away. But if you're forced to use your emergency fund to cover the essentials, I want you to remind yourself that moments like these, the moments that we're living in right now, are exactly why you have the emergency fund. You may also need to remind yourself that this, what we're living in right now, this is not permanent. There will come a time when you're able to rebuild that emergency fund again. So if you absolutely need to, in order to take care of your essential expenses, pull from your emergency fund, and I want you to do so guilt-free, please do not beat yourself up about this. This is why you save. This is an emergency. That's what the emergency fund is for. So remove all the shame any guilt that you may feel from pulling from your emergency fund, tapping into your savings. That is exactly what it's there for. Another option you have, if you have lost the $600 a week benefit, is to ask people you trust for help. Now, asking for help can be a huge hit to your pride, to your ego, all of those things. However, if there are people in your life with the means to help you and you need help, please consider reaching out. Now, there are some things that you should consider and really be clear on before you ever ask anyone for a loan. The first thing you need to be clear on is how much you need. The second thing you need to be clear on and communicate to whoever you're borrowing money from is how the loan is going to help your situation. And finally, your plan to repay. So three things you need to be clear on before you ask for money. How much money you need, how this loan is going to help your situation, and how you're going to repay it. You need to communicate all three of those things to whoever it is that you go to and ask for money. Another option you have is to ask for their advice on the situation before asking for money. As someone who has often been in the situation of being asked for money by family members, I can appreciate it when someone comes to me and says, hey, man, I don't really know a way out of this. Can you help me? And as we dig in the problem together, there have been times where I've said, oh, man, yeah, you need money. Here you go. Um, There's all these different options that come when you ask for advice on the situation before just going straight in and asking for money. But you also have to read the room, though. Like, I wouldn't ask the relative who's talked about the layoffs at their job on Facebook, even if they still have a job. At a time like this, you also need to be prepared to be told no. I've never been a person that's feared no. I mean, I worked in sales forever, so that's not been a fear for me. But I understand that that's a huge fear for other people. Be okay with being told no. Be prepared to be told no. But Don't neglect the people in your life who love you and care about you and have the means or ability to help you. Now, the last option I want to throw your way is to withdraw from your retirement accounts. And I know that a lot of the financial professionals that are listening to this right now may disagree with that. But I want to say, for me personally, withdrawing from retirement accounts has always been a huge no-no. However, The reason that's been usually is because of the high fees that are associated with taking money from those retirement accounts before you reach a certain age. 
Well, so when the CARES Act was passed, there was this provision added that allowed folks who have been adversely affected by COVID-19 to withdraw up to $100,000 from certain retirement accounts before reaching their traditional retirement age. And you can do this with like a lot fewer consequences than it normal. Now, whatever you withdraw is going to be counted as income and taxed over the next three years, or you do have the option to just put the money back once you find yourself in a position to do so. Again, this is still a very last resort solution because although you're not being hit with the taxes and the penalties that you usually are, you're still costing yourself compound interest. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're in survival mode, you have this as an option. So make sure you survive. Don't be afraid to withdraw from those retirement accounts because, again, there are fewer penalties than normal and you do have that option to repay with no penalties or anything like that within the next three years. As a reminder, I want to be clear that nothing in this episode should be considered investing advice or anything of the sort. For advice that is specific to your situation, please consult a professional advisor. Now, I know losing the $600 a week benefit was a huge, massive blow to some of you, but I want you to remember to breathe. This can be an extremely scary time, and I also want to remind you to not beat yourself up with the I should haves or I could haves or things like that. It's perfectly okay to reflect and think of how you can improve your habits for the future. But there's a difference between that and beating yourself up for your past. And right now, your focus needs to be on getting you and your family through this situation. That's it. Lamenting over the past is not going to solve whatever crisis you're facing right now. And I also want to petition those of you listening who know of certain resources to share. I want to ask that you hop over into the private Facebook group and drop them in a post. You can find the group at winningtowealth.com slash teammates. That's winningtowealth.com slash teammates. But guys, we are all in this together. So if you know of certain charities or certain things that people may be eligible for that can help them get through this time, don't hesitate to share that stuff in the group. And if this episode was helpful to you, all I ask is that in return, you just subscribe to the show and drop me a five-star review. That's it. That's all. But hey, that's all the time I have for this Money Talk. So until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. Take care.